then to try to repair on the back yeah. like it's like i just don't know how people can live life that when it comes to business when it comes to relationships you know whether you're dealing with family friends girlfriends boyfriends spouses what it's like i can't it's gonna come out eventually like, right why don't we just start like that's how i do my presentation it's like we're right. gonna do two or three things today we're gonna go over your life insurance right you know, we're gonna go over some benefits we're gonna go over options for you to make a purchase today and it's gonna cost you money right and if you, and that if doesn't make sense that, that, yeah. yeah that's how that's then i'm out that's what you asked me early on in this in this podcast like in you know aside from like the callers and stuff like that my 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 appointments are so short like yeah. unbelievably short like i'm 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 show I'm showing options in 10 15 minutes. You have to. Like insanely quick. People have their mind made up in the first minute. People don't realize and then it's just your job to kind of guide and sort through and, and kind of enlighten them, but they they people have, within the first minute you've either mm-hmm. sold that you can kind of tell, you know yeah. what I mean? With, when, with any relationship or engaging with someone, you can tell in the first minute if they're bought into you. Yeah. And if if they're going to pretty much make a decision and that's you know it it and then it's interesting because it how long is that you know encounter or that relationship how long is it going to last but like it's you know yeah sometimes people come into your life for only short amount of time you only talk to one person once and you'll never see them again or you know you'll you meet one person and you're you know them the rest of your life yeah facts you know and the and the level of impact is more than you could have ever imagined like that's that's like how you know when i met simon like no way in hell did I ever think that that one conversation was going to lead to everything that I've experienced and everything that I've learned throughout my my time here. Like yeah. I don't view I don't view this as a career. I don't view this as a job. Like it's it's a, it's a life. Like it's yeah. my life, you know. And at first, like I was I was attracted to the money. It was you know young people making a bunch of money, but this the amount that I've learned through this experience is more than yep so we got another episode of adversity kings i got our special guest here Mm Hmm. yep good to be back yep go ahead and tell them who you are well if you haven't seen our first episode together yep this is mr rogers no (laughs) uh my name is sam Yep, Marzula. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sam Marzula. Yes. That's me. Dope. Well, that's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah, it was a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, just kind of jump into how how's everything going so far this year. Good. Everything's real good. When, when, when did we do our last podcast? That was back in... We did one of the first episodes, <laughs> our underwater episode we did... With, had to have been December or January. Yeah. I remember it was, I think it was November of last year. Yeah. I look it up real quick. I remember I flew, I flew from Florida yeah, no. to come here. Yep. Let me check my vault here. Yep. Yep. Check my sort by oldest. <laughs> least popular <laughs> uh, let's look here was i one of the first yeah you had to have been i thought you were yeah number you were episode nine and it was seven months ago that would have been december how many episodes have you done so far yeah about a thousand no i we probably have another 
five plus already pre-recorded plus this one and our last one was 68 i want to say yeah 68 so 68 plus five is what 73 plus this one so probably 74 and then we probably got another five scheduled yeah so we'll be at uh about 80 probably in the next couple months simon's coming out to get on mm-hmm. with brian chase here and <laughs> <laughs> yeah and young crevelli's coming out i don't know if i'll get him on again after he got yeah. expelled from the military so he's coming out end of the month yeah he's coming down here we're gonna take him out have a good time so what all are, how long are you staying out here tomorrow leaving tomorrow oh okay. yep just in and out quick trip so are you going anywhere else this month uh la on wednesday how long are you gonna be out there six weeks no <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding no i'll be out in uh la i leave wednesday and then i'm flying back monday so for a couple of days do you have anything special planned anybody you meeting up with yeah just go <laughs> i don't know just going to hang out relax and uh probably go get something to eat a bunch of different restaurants go to nobu which have you been to the Nobu in Chicago? No, I've always wanted to go to that one. Yeah, is there is the Nobu you go to in LA? Does it have a rooftop? I've a, I've been to. There's three in LA. There's a down, <laughs> there's downtown LA. There's a Nobu, Malibu, and then Newport Beach. I've been to all of them. They don't have any rooftops. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it should be good. Yep, yep, yep. So, so what, what's your favorite restaurant in LA? <sighs> favorite restaurant in LA. Honestly, I gotta say, probably, probably Nobu Malibu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, has LA been your favorite place you've traveled so far? Yeah, out of every any place in the world, that's LA still. Yeah, despite all the homeless people. Yeah. I mean, you don't see like you don't see a lot of. Hum- I mean, they're there, but you don't like. You're not running into them all the time. But yeah, since our lad po- our last pause podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean every I mean everything's been good, but L.A. is like I I'm going there to take a couple days. There's a homeless person that lives here at my house too. I know. I saw him in the uh, in the bathroom. <laughs> you, you, didn't were see inspect- him. <laughs> <laughs> you were inspecting him, dude. I I get up, <clears throat> and this is the second day in a row where I got up and like went to check that center bathroom that like everybody can use, the uh, universal unisexual bathroom, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's locked at like five a.m. And then there's just some when dude. Does it he unlock? just like he's just like nodding in the parking lot. You know, he's high <laughs> as fuck. And I'm just like, eh, I guess that's who I share this place with. <laughs> yep. He's uh, he's in your bathroom. Yeah, he was nodding off yesterday morning, just doing that dope nod. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Just hope. When did you move into this new office? Oh, we moved in probably. Aiden, when did we move in here? January? No, 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 no. Actually, probably two months ago. Yeah, yeah, like two months ago. Like officially moved in yeah, two yeah, months yeah. ago. Yeah, like two months ago. Like yeah, because when the time it came out, yeah. Like close to like almost two months ago, like to the date almost probably. Yeah. Cool. What's the best thing that's happened so far this year? <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know. I mean it's I feel like this year when when we had our last podcast, it was this 
<laughs> we it was right before this year was gonna start and i you know like i had some pretty big things that i wanted to do this year and just you know i mean just been doing them just been working and you know it's like cool to have like my life just going good bunch of jingle yeah bunch of jingle yeah all mine's gone yeah what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I'll stay here, look at my flag. <laughs> yeah, just sleep in the podcast studio. <laughs> just keep going to work. It'll work out. But, um, so yeah, I mean, what you've made one hundred fifty thousand something so far this year? Close to, yeah. Close your best. To. This will be your best income year. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. dope. And then renewals. What are they at now? Two, three, four grand. Consistently like three thousand. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Three thousand, it's it's nuts though, cause like, I remember going like going into this year and it it all happens so quick, like everything just yeah, you know your your whole life can just change in a couple months, and it did. What do you think the bi- the biggest thing that's helped you, you know, go as fast and as big as you've done this year, if you had to give it to one thing outside of mindset, cause that's obvious. Yeah, I think for me this year. I was so out of the zone last year and like, uh, <laughs> like I was, I was, I wasn't myself the past two years. So it was to be back to who I was, like who I am, that, that was the main thing. Like just being, you know, disciplined, just going to work, just loving it. Yeah. Nice. Like it wasn't, there were, there were, there, for me, there's no like really like big mindset thing. It was honestly just like me being myself again. Yeah. But, but do you feel like, like a technical thing that you could apply would be like the callers. Oh yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, if I mean you, yeah, you're coming in every day, probably with 15, 20 appointment sets. So yeah. Spend yeah. most of your time in a profitable zone, which would be you presenting. Right. Cause we sell insurance. We don't call insurance. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, Somebody's got to call into the appointments, but right. I feel as if like how, how you can really multiply somebody's value to your organization in our industry with mm-hmm. life insurance, it's going to be, how can you spend the most time in the most profitable areas, which is, it's either selling insurance or, mm-hmm. or acquiring new talent, yeah. new people like yourself yeah. in the doors. And then you got to, one of the biggest things that I've found and I've always told people this year is you got to delegate the stuff that is, that can be delegated, like calling, for example, like this year I'm only selling life insurance. So it was, you said it, like I had to, my time has to be spent in the moments of where I can sell life insurance, yeah. not setting up times to do that. Yeah, so exactly you know, just outsourcing. And that was one of the biggest, biggest things for me this year is just in terms of just writing the amount of business that I've written so far this year is just do having you, that. Do you rotate callers or, cause what <clears throat> I found in the past was callers burn out. Mm-hmm. So like, do you rotate them? Have you found Did you have to hire new ones? Did you just have to pay them more? Like, yeah, so how do you keep callers consistently going? So I actually, right now, I actually have one caller, um, and she, I, and I talked about this a while ago on, when I talked on cash money, like you got to find individuals. I think the best callers are the people who were, who were previous agents, you know, because they know the entire game. They know how to sell life insurance. And if the client has, you know, is asking them a question, they can answer it. They're just not, you know, like they know what they're talking about. So I had at the beginning of the year, I had two callers that were both previous agents um, and they just solely called for me. Yeah. You know, um, the one I knew was going to be part time. He's uh, 
doing his own thing for like the summer. And then once the winter months come around, then him and I are going to start to work again. But, um, my, my, my main caller, she's just, I mean, she's incredible. Like she makes a ton of calls during the days, like eat, text the, the appointments, everything like confirms everything. Like she is the best caller I've ever had in, in my entire career here. So she's been a, a huge help with that. Um, but you know, I mean, I try, I try to, I try to, I, treat the callers like you know i say like a you know an essay for example like a supervising agent like just i'm i make sure i pay them good i you know i'm talk to them like friends with them that's like the main thing is they're not just like callers like they're my you know <clears throat> good friends <laughs> good friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> well uh what's your contact info I'll give it to you after the podcast. <laughs> yep. So what's been the worst thing that's happened so far this year? Like, what do you think has been the hardest thing? That's a thing? good question. Um, honestly, the hardest thing is just being in the office every single day. Monotonous? Is it just, just old? Yeah, monot- like it's it's just, I. you've seen the movie Click. Yes. Like, it. it's <laughs> just like, it. I feel like uh, I'll just like skip to certain chapters in my life. That's why I enjoy travel so much. That's yeah. why I I wanted to come out here. That's why I'm going to LA is because like on it like that honestly is that is the hardest thing is just 7 days a week. Yeah. Just in the same spot doing the same thing. It's not terrible. Yeah. But it is, you know, you need a little bit of a a break from it. That's why when we were out when we would sell in in person, you know, I always I in I loved that because it was a different city. Yeah. It was a different place. We go down to Florida for a month. We'd yeah, you know, and we'd after after the day was over, we'd go out get something to eat. Yeah, you always did eat Popeyes all that whole time. Yeah, we always did eat that when we were down in Memphis. Yeah, you always <laughs> eat Popeyes <laughs> everywhere we went. But <laughs> when you called me, I don't know what had happened. But was it some like big black dude was like yelling at you when in Memphis and oh it was in Florida, Florida. Florida. yeah like, yeah it was like a nine it was like a nine nine p.m. appointment or something and that's when because I remember when I first started I wasn't like I wasn't persistent in appointments and then you told me you were like you got to be more like you know aggressive you with individuals. yeah like just don't take no for an answer and I was like then you All like right. literally took that to heart right would get calls and right be like you're he's here he won't leave right yeah and that was that one appointment and this girl she was i was just not taking no for an answer and she she called her her brother down and he comes like marching in and i was like all right this is uh time to go for me this is a no sale yep just like you did to that old lady barbara yep and then there was that crazy family that wanted me to hook up with their hillbilly dollar. And uh, we had to take her out to the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> she ended up canceling. I went back, rewrote it. Yeah, we know what you did for that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I always I always enjoyed that. Like that. I will always remember those those months in that 2019. I'll always remember that year because we just we had a blast. It was we, probably one of the best years. Yeah, we went down to Florida. We'd go on these road trips and. We just yeah, we just have fun and <laughs> Olivia just, and Alexis just write a bunch of business. So now, I mean, that I would say that's the hardest thing is just same place every single day. So you just so for you is just strategically setting up in advance. Like your your vision is like just like the micro 
to an extent, like a micro re- reward system of like every quarter. Yeah. I'm going to go out and just spend yeah. a couple of weeks just bouncing around different yeah. places. Yeah. And even like, for me, I would go, I mean, we can work from anywhere now. So that's, that's a, that's a cool part. So I would, you know, I would go down to Florida and work and like, that was always, I would recommend that is to you change know, your work setting. Yeah. Go, go somewhere, do it, you know, work different somewhere. Yeah. Dope. But I, that that's what I would say is for me that that's been the most difficult thing this year is just same thing every day, same place. What do you look forward for next year? What are you hoping to accomplish? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? I've been selling insurance for so long, <laughs> like for years and I love it, but I think for me, it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to transition out of this and then start to build a team and, you know, yes. Get into that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The good old leadership. Yep. Do you yep. have anybody in mind that you want to like start to get under your deal? Like somebody that you're going to reach out to and be like, Hey, look, come in. I, I honestly, I don't have any, I don't have any like personals, personals nothing, nothing. I'm, it's going to be all like, you're going to have to start a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, all from the ground up. So, but it, it's nuts because time goes so quick. Like it's, I remember when we were doing this podcast before this year, and it's nuts that it's eight months in. Yeah, eight months, nine months has has passed. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. What do we always say? The days are long, but the years go fast. Yeah, it's like you blink and a couple of years are gone. Crazy. Because it feels just like yesterday. It was like we were down in Tallahassee, just fucking two of us mm-hmm. and then overnight now it's hundreds of us it's crazy it's it's it honestly is and i i i think about this a lot where you know when i met simon the longer that i'm here the more in awe that i am of that conversation that him and i have had yeah you know like so much has come from that single conversation yep you were when like, I, is that well, your tractor out there? <laughs> <laughs> when I met him, like, I, never in a million years did I think that that single conversation would lead to so much. Where'd you get that tractor? <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I was in, I was in college, and I just went up to him, and I was like, I feel like I need to talk to you. So I talked to him, <laughs> and then here I am. So what places are you going to this year that you have never been before traveling uh i'm trying to think have i been anywhere this year that i haven't been before this year i i haven't been anywhere that i haven't been before but in december booked a trip to thailand so i'm going to there so where are you going over there well i don't (laughs) Well, I don't know. I fly into Phuket, but I don't know where I'm staying. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I still need to because I fly from L.A. to Singapore, Singapore to Thailand. So I still got to get a flight from Pittsburgh to L.A. And my flight leaves the 23rd of December from L.A. It's an 18 hour flight from L.A. to Singapore. So I get there Christmas Day and then I have a three hour flight from Singapore to, to Thailand. But that's the kind of travel that I like, though. You, you know? don't? No, I, I love that kind of travel, uh, where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, that's another thing, like, you know, talking about how quick time goes. You never know what's going to, like, show up into your life. Like, after we got back from 
from Vegas for uh, convention. I didn't know I was going to Thailand. I just went went on my computer and just booked a trip to Thailand. Yeah. Like I didn't, there was no planning. Like I decided I was coming here two days ago yep. <laughs> or like yesterday or something, you know, I love that, that spontaneous travel and yeah. unplanned and just leave it up, you know, like what, what's going to happen. Like when you and your dad took the caravan out for yep. across the States. Yep. Took it across the States, went to Vegas. So now do you think next year you'll go to any big place like a Thailand trip? Uh, I, once a year, I want to, I want to try to go on, on some big international trip. Like I would go to Australia. Yeah. That's where I would go. I think after, after Thailand, I'm thinking, uh, Greece or Dubai. I've always wanted to go to to Dubai. Chosen went to Dubai. Coolest parts. Coolest things in Thailand. Yeah. That one kid that works here, he went to Dubai. When did he go? Uh, I think like January or February. Mm-hmm. He like ate in like in in a roller coaster, like the yeah. sky. There was yeah. like a hanging restaurant. Yeah. It was kind of scary. They have crazy stuff there. Thailand looks the coolest things to do in Thailand. Go island hopping in Thailand. Mm-hmm. There's over 300 islands. In December is the best time to go. The winter is the best time to go because right now it's their monsoon season. This is season. cool. You would do this. Get a Sakyan tattoo. Get a souvenir that will last a lifetime. A Sakyan tattoo is a traditional Thai tattoo done by a monk with a metal rod. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. I've always, I've thought about that too, like getting a tattoo in every country that I've been to because I have... Oh, you got to do this. What? <laughs> Ride a tuk-tuk. <laughs> Ride a tuk-tuk. <laughs> That's yeah. a, it's an Asian version of a cab. Riding a tuk-tuk in Thailand is a must and a blast. More, <laughs> and a blast. They're more common than taxis and typically cheaper depending on your negotiating skills. Oh, we well, a price before. That's the in. other thing is once you get there, it's it's insanely cheap, insanely cheap. Oh yeah, dude, has to be. Watch a Muay Thai fight, take a street food tour. That's you know that's the other thing is I'm there from I land the 20th, yeah. How long are you there? I I, I land the twenty fifth and then I'm I leave the fifth of January, so ten days. Wow. But it's an eleven hour time difference. Yeah. Uh, they're eleven hours ahead of us. This looks cool. Visit the White Temple in Chiang Rai. I'll be in southern Thailand. The temple was purchased by a local artist who spent 40 million baht. Dude, this reminds me of when you first started and you were in Paris mm-hmm. and you, you, the time difference and you it would be like 2 a.m. my time or 2 a.m. your yeah. time and like 2 p.m. my time or something, something like that. Yeah, I was six hours ahead of you. Yeah, that was nuts. That was nuts. So you think L.A. will still – I mean, I guess you won't know until – until you go to Thailand, so yeah, I guess you won't know if LA will still be your favorite spot. It's it's interesting that you say that because it's out of anywhere that I like. I I don't know what it is about LA. Like maybe it's just because I've had so I've spent so much time there, and I have like such a lot of good friends there. The and, convenience, yeah, like a lot of good memories, and it's just. But still, honestly, like overall, that water hamster company you worked for. <laughs> <laughs> out of any any place in the world that's that it's still my favorite honestly like that's the most beautiful city i've ever been to was when i was uh venice arkansas no in i've i don't think i've ever been to arkansas oh. i remember when you wanted me to drive that truck down there and i said no <laughs> Um, hey, I know you like driving. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean no <laughs> i know you like driving <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, 
Venice. Venice is the most beautiful city in the, the most beautiful city I've ever been to. Is that the one where you fell into the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... Uh, <laughs> I did a uh, like a kayak because Venice it's there's no roads in Venice you have to walk in Venice the whole city there's not scooters there's no roads it's all it, you can only walk in the city because it's built there's on no bikes I mean you can bike but it's and it's also kind of hard to bike because there's bridges everywhere I, I didn't see anyone biking in Venice but you take a train or a car to the city of Venice and then it's just like this maze of just walkways and it's beautiful it i swear to god it's the most beautiful city i've ever been to it's unreal and you ever been to the coliseum no i've only i've been to italy twice i went to milan and then i went to venice but venice so i've only been to the northern part of italy but venice is by far the most beautiful city i've ever been to but yeah so i was in venice and i um i did like a kayak tour at night on the canals of venice which was sick it was crazy and as I'm getting out of this kayak, like you had to like grab onto this rope or whatever. And like, <laughs> I don't know, you know how uncoordinated I yeah. am. So I just, I just slipped and fell into the, into the canal <laughs> and I had everything on me. I had my passport. I had my wallet, my yeah. phone, charge my phone, everything. <laughs> and all these people, they're like laughing at me and stuff. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, uh, laughing at Italian. <laughs> no, there were, there were people from Alabama there on the tour. Yeah. So, um, but it, it and it's it's funny that you bring that up because the coolest moments like during my travels are really like in life in general I think come from like just the une- the unexpected like the sh- the shit that goes wrong yeah you know because here's what happened so that was a cool experience going through the canals on a kayak at night it was beautiful but after I fell out of this kayak into the water so my phone died um ran out of battery and the tour guide you know it was like a 40 minute walk back to the train station and there's no way in hell that you're gonna find your way back to the train station in venice without a gps it because it's it's like a maze so you know i'm standing there soaking wet and the the tour our tour guide super cool dude uh he was practicing for like rowing like he was after he would do these kayak tours he would go practice like rowing like a rowboat so he said you know and like you're not you're not gonna make you're not gonna find your way back so i was like yeah you're right because everything i i was soaking wet it was freezing so uh he uh he took me on this rowboat he said just come with me i go on these rowboat things you know after a kayak tour so he takes me on this rowboat through the canals of venice in the middle of the night and there's no one and like during the day the canals are packed there's boats everywhere because yeah. that's either you're walking or you're using you're on the water to to move around yeah. to transport um but he uh he took me on his rowboat like his his normal route or whatever and there was no one on the water like no one in the canals and i remember we can't there's like this main canal through venice and we came out and there's n- there was no boats there usually it's packed yeah and it was it was beautiful like it was that was one of that was one of the highlights of the trip was just being out there and it was just cool like it, in the middle of the night just the only boat out on the main canal in venice it was just i don't know like it was it was cool to see that now were there fish in that water i don't know 
I don't know. I wasn't. Is it smell? I heard the water is shitty. I mean, it's it wasn't like I wouldn't say it was like super clean, but it was you know. Like I mean, really I just itchy? I wasn't. No, I wasn't like swimming in it. I just fell in yeah, and got out. Yeah, completely submerged. Yeah, like like yeah. up to my neck. Yeah, <laughs> like, so like yeah, you weren't and, itchy, and it was like mid September too. Yeah, so it was like it was cold. You weren't like. Uh uh-uh. no. I swam in a creek once. Like by that by our high school. Yeah. And I was like pff, itchy, dude. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, the 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 water that I was in, it I wasn't in it for long, but I got out and I was just covered head to toe and Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> but that but again so that's that's like one of the coolest things you know that i've it, i get to say that i was on the canal in the middle of the night with no other boats yeah in venice and it was super cool and then just like these moments like during travel that i get to experience like i remember when i was on on top of the eiffel tower like looking you know over paris that was sick i remember when i was in iceland uh looking at this erupting volcano like that was that yeah. was crazy i remember when i saw the northern lights in iceland i I remember my friend and I, we got lost on this beach in Iceland. It was like 3 a.m. We went to a crash plane and we got lost on the way back. We couldn't, you know, we were out there for like two, three hours trying to fire our way back in like the middle of the night. You know, just like these moments of fucking polar bear comes yeah, out. Yeah. I've, I don't, I've never seen a polar bear in Iceland. I don't know if there are any. Nah, there probably isn't. I don't <laughs> Iceland is green. Greenland is ice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Many people don't know that. Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about where's the pl- where's the favorite place you've been? The office. <laughs> travel, like you can't say that. You really I don't like you, travel. You, you, oh my god, you love travel. Nah, I don't like travel. Yeah, you do. Like travel. You loved Los Cabos. <laughs> no, I didn't. You love that wooden soaking tub. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that was in my office at the time. <laughs> a portable office wherever i go i obviously use that room i didn't leave the room <laughs> i'd only leave the room for the meetings no uh-uh. i would go back ask simon anytime we travel I, you were I stay at the, in the pool room. i hate going to the pool i only go to the pool to get a picture i go to the pool to get a picture and get snacks i remember when you didn't tag the location i had to <laughs> yep that was a nice resort that was a nobu resort i know it looked sick we walked i like going to my room already have like there's like desserts laid out and i was like oh god i'm definitely gonna just be cheating out yeah and uh the only thing that was annoying was like every like 30 minutes some spanish lady is popping in it's like hola you need a cleanie and i'm like no dude (laughs) like i'm naked (laughs) i don't need you just cleaned you just came in here and cleaned 30 minutes ago (laughs) like i'm like they like they open up to like talk hello i'm like Hello, <laughs> but that, I'm naked. There's there. So there I've stayed at like places like that. And I, I love the, the two opposite ends of the spectrum of travel, like super luxury. And then like, I also like roughing it too. Like, uh, well, like now this, there was a drastic difference outside of the resort. It yeah. was resort luxury as hell. And mm-hmm. then immediately outside of the resort, it's extreme, like almost third world country poverty. Right. You know what right. I mean? So it's like. Ew, you know what I mean? That's a that's a large difference. Now we did go out of the city once to a luxury restaurant or out into the city once or something. Simon took me and Nat out there, and it was so dope. I remember it was a restaurant carved into the hills over over uh, the water there. I don't know what ocean that would be. That would be the Pacific because you were on Cabo. Is they didn't let us on the beach, which kind of sucked because I wanted to go out there, and we and we saw whales breach, which was 
kind of crazy because it was like, how the hell did we see him from that? Like people had great pictures of like just yeah. fat ass whales, just like yeah. just popping up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but they had a black flag on the beach. They were like, "It'll suck you in." I was like, "What the? F- is it a tornado, dude?" Like, well, it, when I was in Iceland on the, I've never seen bigger waves than on the beach in Iceland. Like waves that are, like they would they would immediately take you out into the ocean. <laughs> immediately, they were huge, massive. Does anybody out there surfing them? I didn't see any. I didn't see any. But yeah. Now that would be something. I would do that. I'd learn how to surf. I've never, I've never had a, I've really never had an interest in surfing. But I would like to like snorkel, see like some sea turtles. Yeah, yeah. Coral. I would do that. That'd be sick. You haven't done that. I feel like that'd be like an no, easy. No, no, no. I've never, I've never done like scuba diving. Yeah, nothing that'd be, like that. That'd be dope. Yeah. What about? Have you been to Bahamas? I, th- I've been. I went. I th- when I went to uh, I've been to the Virgin Islands. Is that in the Bahamas? I think I don't know. I no I've been to one Virgin Island, the Saint Croix. I remember that. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> a was depression <laughs> trip for sure. <laughs> did you even enjoy that trip? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was to think back at that time and like to th- the amount of travel. I mean, that's all I did was uh, like uh, that's all I was doing was traveling. It Look was. At me. I am the captain. <laughs> yeah, it was. If you were on the coast, you were fine. But if you were in the center, it was kind of sketchy. Yeah. But that was a good trip. That was cool. It 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 was a small, super small island. It um took like forty minutes to drive to one end of the of the island. So, what's your favorite restaurant right now? Is it still that Nobu place in L.A.? Anywhere in the world. Let's go with America first. Never prime. Honestly, I mean, there's this one restaurant that I went to in Vegas. It was a steak, uh, Prime 88, I think, or something. Prime 44? No, it was in Vegas. It was in, uh, it was in uh, the Palms. Did you go with Brody? No. That was one of the best. That was that that comes to mind first. Yeah. There's a steak place and then this there was a, a Mexican restaurant that we that I went to in the Aria, which was insane. That I don't know, for some I, reason that Have comes, you been to uh, RPM Seafood in the city, Chicago? I don't think so. That's that's my yeah. best. You like that's your yeah, favorite that's in Chicago or anywhere in America. Yeah. And I've had it. That's that's the one thing I like is trying out the best foods and yeah. RPM seafood. I want to try Gibson's Italia. Um, they're down in the city too. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, this one Greek place I went to down in Miami, they had incredible food. That was really. That's good. one place I would go is Greece. Yeah, like I always see pictures of Santorini from people in our company. They go there. They love going there. Mm-hmm. I would go there. Yeah, for like a day, maybe an hour. I've always wanted to do that, like just fly somewhere for dinner and then fly back. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. But I want to have like a luxury dinner in, in the air, like a jet. Luxury, yeah, like a luxury, like yeah. a nice, like ah, oh, mm-hmm. this is actually really good. Yeah, I want to shower. My, I want to shower in a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. want to do jujitsu in a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I mean, if you get a big enough plane. Yeah, we'll probably Air Force One and choke out Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Joey up there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you have, uh, did you, have you gotten any new tattoos over the last seven months? This one. So, what's that mean to you? Uh, just, I think it's, it's easier to, to, you know, wish good upon someone or, or wish, but it's a whole different thing to, to actually help and be there for someone. Yeah. You know, so action. Yeah. Action over words and intentions. But the tattoo, it says the hands that help are holier than the lips that pray. Would you see that? That's like the most, um, maybe not most motivational piece, but the most heartfelt piece that you've held onto this year. Like from everything you've read, shared, yeah. I think the, the what most, resonates with you most this year. The most meaningful tattoo that I have is the Corinthians. Just you know, what Corinthians do you have? Thirteen. The oh, love. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so not regarding tattoos, just from everything you've learned this year from your studies of you know whatever. Mm-hmm. What's been the most meaningful saying, philosophy, teaching that you've come across this year? What what can you like really feel like you've applied? And it's really helped you and you really love it. It's more, I I feel like as time goes on and and I've been thinking about this lately, you know, the more that we live life, it kind of goes from like a, it it goes from a micro to a macro. Yeah. Like you start to, you're, I, it's cool because I'm, I'm seeing the bigger picture, like in life in general, like, you know, the things that I thought were big or a huge issue or whatever, just becoming part of the picture. Yeah, I tried to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it's... Like, things change. Like, it's always... You think, you know, you're you're here one second, then you're over here the next second. You're... It's it's always evolving. The only it's always thing that changing. never changes is change itself. Right. Right. That's the only thing that's, that's constant. What, what's going to be the next hat? I don't know. I got to come across, like, something that, that is meaningful. Something that just... That just strikes me mine's gonna be a sleeve no are you actually gonna get a sleeve <laughs> yeah but i'm gonna wait until we're at two hundred thousand a week so here's my sleeve concept so far what do you consider what's what did, what's the agency doing consistently now so we are on pace even though we've been down the first five or six months just off this last month we're on pace to have 10 percent growth this year and so we're back up to i would imagine seventy five thousand a week so getting to that 200,000 is basically we just have to double our, our leader count. And mm-hmm. we kind of went about it the wrong way in the beginning of the year by putting pressure on MGAs and just having small MGAs mm-hmm. and expecting the vessel to flow yeah. downward opposed to honestly the best way to really approach this is just promote a bunch of essays, yeah. a bunch of supervisors because they're responsible for bringing in new people opposed to an MGA can almost just take accountability for all of the right. you know, leadership count, growth, whatever. Where's the essay promotion? So that's kind of our our immediate focus right now, and that's helped us, and we got a good pipeline. So things are things are looking decent. Seventy five thousand. We did. Mm-hmm. A, I think we did five hundred. Yeah, we did right under five hundred thousand net just this last month for July. Yeah, for July. So we averaged one hundred twenty in July. So what we'll see. We'll what see would, how we transition. What would you say throughout your from your from twenty eighteen till now? What would you say is the number one thing that you've learned? You know, that's, that's, that's a really good question. So it's, it's hard to cat. I like to categorize things. So it's like, 
whether it be love, relationships, business, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if I were to generally just just remove something that can be applied to like almost every aspect of life while we're breathing is it's a combination of acceptance with intentionality of what doesn't need to be accepted. Accepting what has to be accepted, mm-hmm. but being intentional with what doesn't have to be accepted. Right. With the areas that I can control in my life. And and then allowing that to flow into every different vessel, whether it be your empathy and how you emotionally engage and, and develop relationships with people mm-hmm. and being accepting of their faults and flaws based off our perception, mm-hmm. you know, cause that, that's usually what gets us in trouble is our perceived flaws, right. irritations of others, and then having a short fuse, a short temper and, and damaging the relationship. And then you go into business. It's like, what do you have to accept and what don't you have to accept? So right. I think you could boil that all into from, from, you know, my, my very beginning stages of like learned, learned things are only good when applied consistently over mm-hmm. time. So it's like, it's, you got to be very careful. I feel like myself, it's like we consume so much information, but how much is actually being utilized? It's like, it'd be like getting a bunch of ammunition and then going kinetic to war. energy, yeah, just stored energy. Yeah, nothing, exactly. Nothing being utilized. Yeah, exactly. So I would, I would say that's the biggest thing that's developed over time is like, can I take a breath, analyze what's currently transpiring do i have to accept it do i not have to accept it and if i do have to accept it how do i accept it with the best attitude and Mm -hmm. look for an opportunity to grow from this Mm -hmm. if i don't have to accept it what's the needed routine habit or you know actions that need to happen Mm -hmm. to generate the best possible outcome Mm -hmm. so that's probably that's probably the biggest thing for me because that that can go to everything Mm -hmm. how you talk to your mom you know how you deal with you know, the person that upsets you at work, how you deal with someone that steals from you, mm-hmm. you know, how, how, I don't know, just every aspect. It's like, right. how do I deal with all of these things? So that would be the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And it's cool. Cause that, you know, that changes over time too. Yeah. That that's always evolving as well. Absolutely. You know, the longer that you're here and the longer that you're doing what you're doing, it's always, it's always changing. I know everything pretty much points back to like love though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to take it a step, even deeper than accept what you can't or you must and then obviously what you don't have to accept do what you can but it even goes to like well if you love yourself and you love others you're going to accept what you know what has to be accepted and then what doesn't have to be accepted it's because you love yourself and love others that you're seeking the best right for yourself and for others mm-hmm. so it all i found i've it's it's one thing to know it and say it but it's another thing when someone pisses you off how can you operate now right. from love? Yeah, opposed when to like, there's when there's a, it's easy like what you just said. It's easy to say it, but when there's emotion involved, yes, like when I'm pissed off and you hurt me, like how right. do I respond? Not like like these kids that have attacked me for the last year over at FFL. It's like they've te- they've texted me a few times, two or three times, like emotionally upset, going through one of them went through a breakup or something like that, and you know, and I, we're huge on loyalty and these kids right. you know, they were terminated and made some bad decisions and went to another company and took a bunch of people. And it's like, you know, I, I responded with Bible verses and yeah. encouragement. Cause I'm yeah. like, that's it's, it, it's, it doesn't know, you know, any better. He's something, he's something hurting inside right, right. for these people to right. want to hurt me. Right. So it's like, how do I respond where it's like, this really hurts, but let yeah. me just go step, step deeper into love yeah. and just, and that's, practice this. Yeah, that's huge that you said that because, you know, one of one of my favorite well, not even one of my favorite sayings, but like one of the sayings that I heard that 
that struck me was hurt people hurt people. Yeah. You know, like that's no, if, if I do something to you, that's, that's why I'm a firm believer. Like if it, you know, as cliche as it sounds like spread kindness, spread love and everything, because it just ripples out into the world. But it's true. Like if I piss you off, you know, and let's say you're not emotionally developed or whatever, and then you go piss someone else off, they go piss someone else off. And and then you just have this wave of just people hurting people, hurt people, hurt people. But if you can love an individual and, you know, there that then it's the same thing. It's the same ripple effect. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, it's in the moment when you're upset or when you're in pain, it's hard to do that because you want to like, you want to hurt the people that hurt you Yeah. or, you know, but when you respond to that, you're putting that out into the world and it does come back. It does, you know? Yeah. And Proverbs helps. There's a Proverbs. I think it's 16, eight. It's, it's, it might be in there a few times and it's just like, basically, basically God saying like, just love feed and, water your enemies and i look at that as like like we can kind of break down philosophically feeding and watering Mm -hmm. is like nourishing right not not just to a physical on a physical level of let me get them like bread and water but like let me speak to them in a nourishing way let me act to the and yeah and then it says and i feel like you got to be careful with like i'm doing this because i the following up part of that verse is and God will, you know, heap burning coals on her head. So it's like, I feel like you got to like, make sure your heart isn't like, like I can't wait for you to get burned by God. Right. You know what I mean? Or by the universe, whatever. Yeah. It's like more so I'm just going to do this. Whatever happens, happens. Right. I'm just going to do this out of love for you. Yeah. And I'll let the universe handle your justice. Yeah. And sometimes people will, will act out of kindness for themselves. Yeah. You know, like it's like, okay, I'm going to be kind to you for me. But if you're doing it yeah. for like truly like the, with the that's intention why I like to state be, state mind. Like I like to tell people what I'm like, because I think you we lie by not because it's it's not our faults. It's it's how we're developed and it's how we stay alive is is the ego is there to make sure you stay alive. That confidence is there to make sure that, you know, you go out and you conquer and you feed yourself and, mm-hmm. and you build a life for yourself. So it's it's finding that balance because. You have to accept that if we all have egos that are inevitably there, you can we can only you know basically submerge that so low, where it's like okay, well we're wired to to take, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like if we know that everybody in their mind before we engage with them wants something, mm-hmm. I think the the easiest way to diffuse that and just like have a loving relationship is just state what it is that you want from this relationship. Right. Like I like to just tell people right off rip, here's what I want. Right. Here's what I expect. That way you don't feel like I'm ingenuine mm-hmm. when it's like. This is what I expect. What do you want from mm-hmm. me? And then if we have a symbiotic relationship where you agree and I agree, we're good to go. But if you're like, I feel like if people just, I feel like it's like the the cheesy dudes that that lie to these girls for their hookup game, where it's like, I love you right off rip. Right. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. get married and shit like that. And that's their pickup game to just hook up with the girl. Right. And then they ghost her. I'm like, that's not my game. Right. I'll tell her like, I'm I don't not want to talk. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not looking for yeah. a relationship. I don't want to talk. Like we can go out and see where it goes. But I do. Just letting you know right now, I'm not looking. You yeah. know what I mean? That's how I've done business. And it's better to it's it's so much better to do that up front than to try to repair on the back. Yeah. Like it's like, I just don't know how people can live life that when it comes to business, when it comes to relationships. You know, whether you're dealing with family, friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, spouses. What it's like? Why can't? Well, it's gonna come out eventually. Why, right. why don't we just start? Like that's how I do my presentation. It's like we're right. gonna do two or three things today. We're gonna go over your life insurance. Right. You know, we're gonna go over some benefits. We're gonna go over options for you to make a purchase today, and it's gonna cost you money. Right. 
And if you and if that doesn't make sense, that, that, yeah. yeah, that's how that's then I'm out. That's what you asked me early on in this in this podcast, like in you know, aside from like the callers and stuff like that. My 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 appointments are so short, like yeah. unbelievably short. Like I'm 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 show I'm showing options in 10, 15 minutes. You have to like insanely quick. People have their mind made up in the first minute. People don't realize, and then it's just your job to kind of guide and sort through and, and kind of enlighten them. But they, they're people have, within the first minute, you've either mm-hmm. sold it. You can kind of tell. You know yeah. what I mean? With, when, with any relationship or engaging with someone, you can tell in the first minute if they're bought into you. Yeah. And if if they're gonna pretty much make a decision and that's you know it it and then it's interesting because it how long is that you know encounter or that relationship how long is it going to last but like it's you know yeah sometimes people come into your life for only a short amount of time you only talk to one person once and you'll never see them again or you know you'll you meet one person and you're you know them the rest of your life yeah facts you know and the and the level of impact is more than you could have ever imagined like that's that's like how you know when i met simon like no way in hell did I ever think that that one conversation was going to lead to everything that I've experienced and everything that I've learned throughout my, my time here. Like, yeah. I don't view, I don't view this as a career. I don't view this as a job. Like it's, it's, a, it's a life. Like it's yeah. my life, you know? And at first, like I was, I was attracted to the money. It was, you know, young people make, making a bunch of money, but this, the amount that I've learned through this experience is, more than I ever could have imagined. Have you had a favorite book this year? Mm-mm. Nothing, nothing that comes to mind this year. I just finished this, this book and there's a cool app you should check out. It's called Blinkist and mm-hmm. it, it has paraphrased like two chapter, like a, like a two paragraph for summary. Each like, yeah. yeah. And it's really like valuable because most people don't realize when you listen to billionaires talk about reading books, most of them talk about how they skim through books because only 20% of the book actually has valuable information because right. again, we're all what ego centered individuals. So the author, right. 80% of it is just him speaking to speak, to be heard. Right. You know right. what I mean? Opposed right. to speaking to add value. So it pulls the, the 20%. Yes. It pulls the, it pulls out what you pretty much need. I like to listen, read, and then I'll go through. I've been going through Blinkist too, just to kind of cross mm-hmm. cross areas. But I honestly do not physically read the books that I feel like aren't absolutely applicable to my life right now. You what's what I mean? the like most? What's the most overall most applicable influential book that you've that you've read? I, I like to keep it simple, and I think Think and Grow Rich because it's such a foundational book of like, mm-hmm. oh, op- everything starts at the point of origin is your mind, right. your thoughts, and and that will as we can see that will either kill somebody or mm-hmm. make somebody. And I really don't think there's an in between because you, your mind is a garden and there really is no like mediocre garden. There's growing gardens and dying. Right. Gardens. Right. So that's where I, I think that's a book where it's simplified enough for people to have that concept where you, there's, there's always a book and you, you never know when it's going to happen, but you, you, you don't feel like you're reading it. You feel like it's reading you mm-hmm. and you, you almost in a weird way, I don't know. It's almost like the, it's like making love to your mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. It does not feel like reading. You feel enchanted. You're like, mm-hmm. and that was an, that was the experience I had with that book. I had the same experience when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I read things go rich at 19 or 20, but I read the, the secret, which is like mm-hmm. a child version of right. thinking, thinking go rich. If, if I were to like dumb it down, 
Um, and the same, same deal, just like overly enchanted. Like, Oh my God, this is, mm-hmm. this is what I needed. That was hidden from me, you know? And, and so it's, I think there's, you don't know when it's going to happen, but I think there's, there's articles and sayings and things that are just, they enchant you. you right. Know what I mean, that's why I think that's why people love sharing quotes is because it, it's, so it's, not for, 20, it's yeah. not for somebody else out there. It's because they were enchanted yeah. by it and it spoke to them and they just, yeah, they want to, they want they're it's fishing to see, will somebody have the same, you know, you know, recognition and experience that I did. And if, right. if so, then, then they're going to be blessed. Yeah. Yeah. I read, so I read this book called predictably irrational a couple of weeks ago and it is fire. And I wanted to share one of these stuck out to me the most. You read it through the, the app where it's so I read it audibly. I did audio in the background and then I did through the Blinkist. Um, people's responses to your requests depend on whether they I think that's cool it's a, it's all cool but like one of these chapters explains why people's responses to your requests depend on whether they fall under social or market norms mm-hmm. so people will, will basically respond based off of how they classify or identify whatever to, whatever action or request you've made if it falls under like a family type of action or something and they like almost like a perception a, yeah What's if they perceive perception? it as like a family gesture and that would go under the social norm mm-hmm. then they're more patient but if it's a market norm right like business perception right they want something it's more analytical yes more yeah people are prone to dishonesty mm-hmm. but when faced with prior to like like Basically, like prior to the, the analogy in this chapter was like prior to taking a test, mm-hmm. teachers will sometimes like remind you to be honest. When you remind somebody prior to you seeking mm-hmm. honesty, like the Ten Commandments or something, mm-hmm. something in reference to like not telling them to be honest to, you know, make make you sound condescending, but more so of reminding them yeah. of something that the many people of can honesty. relate to. Then like 100% of the time after that, people are either way more honest or they're pretty much 100% honest. Right. So I thought that was really cool. Um, it's like when, when you go into like a, a court hearing and they, you know, you swear to, to be honest and yes. you know, like that, like, yes, like, a a reminder. Yes, exactly like that. Uh, we overvalue what we own. That was a really cool chapter. Mm-hmm. And cause I, I took that as not just like a, a physical possession, not just a monetary possession, but more so of whatever we perceive is ours, we overvalue. Mm-hmm. Kind of like getting into a relationship and sometimes if there's red flags, because it's our relationship, mm-hmm. we pr- we place it on such a high value mm-hmm. that we disregard anything psychologically that would rationalize this not being a wise decision. Right. And that just goes for anything. That would be like you driving so fast and, and it's like, I'm not gonna rationalize, maybe I should drive slower. It's like I'm overvaluing not only what is it that I own, but I own this experience. Right. So it breaks down to yeah, even deeper yeah. like, People, it's not even physical. They overvalue the experience that they perceive as them possessing as right, well. Right. Which I thought that was a really, really dope chat. This was a great book. I think a lot of people, and I got it from, I like to look up people that I really admire. Mm-hmm. I just like to look up if they have any YouTube mm-hmm. clips or, because really rich people sometimes will have like what their top 10 favorite books are. Yeah. And I'll, I've gotten one or two from, you know, Jeff Bezos. He had Invent and Wander uh, by Bezos. And it's like a documentary of like, him going in and journaling and, and it was a phenomenal book and it really mm-hmm. helped expand my perspective. And then um, 
Elon Musk, he had an artificial intelligence books that I was able to super intelligence. I was able to kind of, I went through it audibly, but I was able to pull a few things out and help to expand my mind. And, mm-hmm. and it was more so I wanted, I didn't, I don't read the top 10 books of people that I admire to learn something from them, uh, learn something from the book. I do it to, I want to learn them. Right. What did they do to become a multi-billionaire? Right. You know, so it's like, how can I learn? Because I feel like books is a way that it's like an art for me. It's like, how, how can I like I asked Joey what his top 10 books are. I like to ask you if there's any updated mm-hmm. books that you have. And it's like because I want to I want to know that's that's like when I ask people questions, it's more so I want to know how like I like doing this because I want to know how you think to see if there's anything I can do to adjust my thinking mm-hmm. so I can have either a better fulfillment from my present day life or I can work towards a future value fulfillment of a future day life. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why it's like, I like to know, like, it's, it's weird, but I like to like, my, one of my go-to questions, is like, what are your favorite movies? Yeah. Cause I want to know, like, how do you think? Do you, uh, do you have any favorite like documentaries? Do you watch any documentaries? Yeah. I, my, the documentaries that I like are that they're, uh, what with the biography documentaries? Mm-hmm. So it would be on like Elon Musk, Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos. Those would be my, my go-to documentaries. The only other documentaries I'd like would be like animal. I'm not like mm-hmm. a history yeah or like anything like that yeah like the drugs or foods because i have i don't necessarily trust you know like depending on who would produce it i I would want to like vet like the resources because the more especially experiencing you know how covid was treating in our country where it's like it's hard to like vet the resources of like what's really true right so it's like when I see like vegans, the best way to go, or then you got liver. There's King. a saturation of just information, yeah, like so an oversaturation of, and you don't know who's honest because it's like, I, I'd rather, I'd rather vet somebody that I met in person that shared information with me. And I knew mm-hmm. based off of just a uh, hour long with them, what their values were. I would more so trust their information opposed to some producer on the screen that I don't know what their values are. Right. So I like to vet people's credibility based off of me getting to physically experience your values. Yeah. Like a homeless person walked by and you just said something foul about them and, and like looked at them as, as something less than you. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if I want to listen to right. you, your, your vegan project. You, you don't even respect right. human beings. There's this, th- because we're talking about this, there's this quote that I saw a long time ago that I really liked. And it said, people may be well-intentioned but offer advice that might not fit your particular situation. A person's opinion of what is best for you is typically based on them. Their view projecting. Is, yeah. Their view is influenced by their life experiences, history and personality. What might work for someone else might not work for you. So like my, my advice to you is based off of everything that I've experienced in yes. my life. And you know, and, and no one's the same. It's the ego. Right. It's, so it, it's so hard to separate from it's I, I think it's almost impossible to separate from because it well, I used to argue with my ex about empathy and I was like empathy does not exi- I, like the definition says to to emotionally understand mm-hmm. what another individual has got so how does that make sense right how could I ever yeah. feel what you're feeling right I could try I could tell you what I feel that's similar to what you've gone through in that situation but I could never say I, I know, know exactly, exactly what yeah. you, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. That's why I, I try to tell people I'm like somebody's bad grade might be equal to like, they got a bad grade on a report. It mm-hmm. might be equal to the death that you just experienced. You have right. no idea how their yeah. mind's wired. Yeah. And I know that sounds horrible, but I, I tell people like, you have to allow people to, to experience their emotions. Right. 
in their emotions, yeah. not based off of what you experienced because you went right. through. And you can't that. You can't also a couple things. You can't compare like your problems to someone else's problems. Yeah, you know, like that's that's like. And it's an easy way we try to help people. It's like somebody right. else went through, and I do, I do it, but I also tell people just like I state my intentions. I state, I tell them, I'm like, listen, I know this isn't going to make it feel any better, nor right. is it going to help you, or would it help me? But I do know to try to encourage them. I do know that other people have gone through similar things, and if we know they've gone through it, I know you can go through it. But I, I know this is not going to help your emotional state right now. Right. Anytime I am about to tell, compare a situation to somebody to try to help encourage them, I try to preface with. I know this. Yeah, prob- I know this is probably not gonna won't help. Work. Yeah, you know, but I, I want to encourage you that we can get through it. I just don't know mm-hmm. how long it's gonna take, right? And and what you're gonna feel. I think that's crucial though, because I think a lot of people just jump right into somebody else went through it. Suck it up, you know. What yeah, I mean? which you got to be careful. And it's and it goes both ways because even highs too. Like when when yeah. you have an ultimate high in life from making a bunch of money, you make a big paycheck, you get an awesome car. It's like is the same way we, we perceive on how people are, you know, going through their negatives is the same thing with positives is I can, can't empathize with how you feel off of your best day. Right. You know what I mean? And someone's best day could be, I mean, is, could be completely different than yeah. yours. Like it's, you know, somebody out there like hasn't had water in a couple of days. Right. Their best day would be like getting water and like some billionaire, their best day, you know, is like, Oh, I made $2 billion. Right. Right. It's interesting. There's so many different aspects of life and just, you know, just experiences that it's, it's crazy. It's, it's nuts. And, you know, the longer that you live, the more that you just, you learn Yeah. and feel it. Facts. My, uh, I wanted to share this, the sleeve idea. So let's see here. It is, I got King Arthur. I'm going to get it on the left arm. I'm going to King. Everything's symbolic too. King Arthur, I always reference him and try to compare him to my leadership style mm-hmm. for the reference of the round table mm-hmm. philosophy of just, and Joey does really well with that. I feel like it's just like everybody eats, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just kind of having that, like we're all the king. Type we're all of, together. Yeah. Just, I remember you'd always like talk that. about like a, like a open, open door policy and not even an open door policy, but like, yeah, my door's the, closed. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like glass walls. Like yeah. we're all like, there's like, we're all just one entity. Yeah. That's the best way to run it. I, I never really like saying like, you know, my employees or things, I'll say my leaders and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's, we're, it's a partnership. When you look at how any business is structured, if somebody's, you know, I, I think of it this way. I, that's why it's like, I don't know how people don't give back to their people. If, if they're a leader or, a business owners because the the very individuals that that you're classifying you know obviously it's your employees but these are the people that if they disappear do you have a business set up that you're still going to exist without right. them right you know what i mean and that's why it's like i like to feed those who are feeding me right when sometimes people feel like get into leadership and there's and they great leaders mm-hmm. but I, I still feel like there's a piece missing because all these people are feeding you and it's like you're not doing anything wrong to them, but it's like, I feel like at the same time you are, if you're not feeding them right. back to, you don't yeah. have to overdo it, but I don't well, I think underdoing it would be worse. Detrimental, than, yeah. yeah. It would be worse than overdoing it. Yeah. Um, I think it says Wolverine on here. <laughs> <laughs> Might need to double check and see what the hell I was thinking <laughs> for that. <laughs> Wolverine. Uh, Psalm 91, five, seven. That's a great Psalm. Yeah. Do you know that one? Huh? So I'll read the exact 
one because I actually forgot it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> I was going to just be like, yeah, so I'll actually really read the exact. I know I'm going to see it and be like, yes, that's exactly why I was going to get this. <laughs> yep, here we go. Do not be afraid of the terrors. I got it up there. I think. Oh, no, I don't. Do not be afraid <laughs> of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a th- This is my favorite part. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Yeah. Fire. I want to get my Arkansas area code. <laughs> what uh, What was your one. first tattoo? And how old were you? 15 and Jeremiah 2911 on my chest here from Jesse Krydick. And he's like famous now. Mm-hmm. He's a famous tattooer. I'm going to get I'm gonna get Nebraska's area code too, bro. I'm going to get 501-412-402 because those are – and probably Chicago. Yeah. Because those are all the area codes that really impacted me. Right. You know what I mean? Like they did a – they like had a huge piece of me. So Should get like Tallahassee or zip code. T- Tallahassee. <laughs> Uh, I want to get Achilles. Get a Memphis <laughs> zip code on there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the m- more so like, like the movie, like the character. So definitely get Achilles. That was a huge movie for me, dude. Mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker. Absolutely have to get him. I definitely resonate with that. You know what I mean? Sometimes on the verge of going evil, <laughs> you know. But got it. Just a good reminder. You know, don't want to get my legs cut off. Say when that's it, one of my favorite movies. Tombstone, the say when moment. It's cool. All these, all these, li- you know, as you're going through this, all these little things that have so much meaning. Yes, and th- the thing is that I think we're, I think anybody in sales is is definitely gonna seek out meaningful tat. I think everybody seeks out meaningful tat, even when they're like, there's no meaning. I think there's there's something there. There's something subliminally there that just registered and clicked with you. That's yeah, like, I like that. You know what I mean? So it's like definitely though. For me, I like it to be my my art. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's something that resonates with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that I want to piece it together and and do that. I I know I'm gonna get my logo. I got Simon's logo on me, mm-hmm. 2012, like mm-hmm. years ago before yeah. I even knew we were gonna partner. Yeah, and uh, get my logo on me somewhere. You know, I don't know about doing my my name. Sometimes I think about it, but I'm like, I don't really care. You know. Your own name as a tattoo? Yeah, sometimes it's like an alpha thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's that? My name? <laughs> TD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, what did you have any future tattoos? I gotta think about it. I I really this this one is one of my favorites, but I don't know. I gotta just get a neck tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know I gotta come across something that just like really all my tattoos have an insane amount yeah, of meaning towards power. them like a, a like just life changing moments or just like really hit home with me yeah yeah like I I don't I just, I couldn't get a tattoo of just like a koala bear on me or something <laughs> like i get like, i was thinking like, literally thinking of koala bear i was thinking of getting a tattoo of brennan imagine getting a tattoo of brennan sarani <laughs> <laughs> just like in like gorilla pose <laughs> where would you get it okay just like a huge one on, just Bren- <laughs> on your a chest. huge brennan sarani on your chest. just like in gorilla pose they're like <laughs> or like so on like- your back just like gorilla <laughs> style yeah, <laughs> that would be hilarious. That's funny, but dude, yeah. I'm excited for the city tonight. We're gonna do a fashion show. That'll I want to go. You've probably been on the city scooters. I just 
My boy just showed me them. They're Wait, so fucking fun. You fine. mean like the uh, Those, like, like the bird scooters? scooters? The divvies? The electric scooters that they just have like laying yeah. around. You want to talk how you asked me about homeless people in L.A.? They're, if you go to L.A., well, this is when the scooters came out because yeah. now they have them organized over there. Yeah. And like it's, it's you know, but when the first time I went out to L.A. was in 2017 and it was January and that spring, I feel like those scooters came out and that's where they like first started. That's like where they first tested them was was in Southern California. Yeah. They were everywhere like everywhere laying everywhere like people would would like throw them off bridges like down like put them in dumpsters and like they they were everywhere so it's it's just i don't know that's funny that that you said that but dude chicago is a big ass city I'm, and i got joe rogan tickets i'm gonna take uh dalton he's one of our top producers i'm gonna take him august 6th that'll be good that'll be fun I've, and i've been there it's chicago theater i just keep thinking i'm like i hope to god it doesn't get shot up <laughs> that's the only thing i think about like now when i like oh, yeah i can't have a gun here so I'm like, right I just hope no one shoots this shit up. Yeah. Just please don't shoot this shit up, dude. But I know I would kill him. <laughs> <laughs> My bare hands. But uh, what else yeah. was I thinking? We're going to knock out this fashion show, shit like that. Um, Probably get some good breakfast The plaid. Tomorrow. Yeah, we'll get some breakfast tomorrow. The plaid, the Tesla plaid. You and Brody's Brody's new Tesla. That oh, yeah. shit's fast, right? Oh, yeah. That's we, I was just. What was the feeling? Is it like you know how you get Brody, stuck when so shit like, goes fast? That oh, hold on before the the before the Tesla like just Brody's cars in general like it's cool because from knowing Brody so long I've got to drive so many different types of cars but that Tesla it's 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 unreal like it it goes so fast but. What, what did that have in relation to the... I was to, thinking... I wanted to think on things I wanted to just touch on before. Oh, you... We're a little... <laughs> I thought you hour. were talking like what we were going to do like no. in Chicago. I was like, what? Is, do you have a plaid? No, no, no. I was thinking of, of Brody's plaid and I was like, dude, that shit look... I was wondering what the feelings like. Yeah, I remember it's crazy. It's like you get yeah. locked in. Sometimes that G-force or whatever. It's nuts. That G-string force put you straight up. Yep. Yep. But no, I mean... Have yeah. you have you eaten at uh, you've had to at uh, Maple Nash? Yeah. yeah, we went there. Uh, yeah, we we were all there. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. No, 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 you no, weren't no. there, but we all yeah, went. Yeah. You guys all went without me, probably. Yeah, was. I think it was a yeah one That's night. An expensive place to eat. It's good. They always whack you. They always whack you. When Brody and I went out to open up the office in Nebraska, on our way back for Katie's birthday when we were in Chicago, that's where we ate. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna get. To, I'm gonna start getting like Bulls tickets and shit like that. That'd be Just sick. Continue to grow and expand. Do you, has has the city grown on you? Like, do you yeah, do you like Chicago wanna, now? Only because literally every time I go down there, I meet somebody like cool. Yeah. Like, I net, like it's like I don't know how people aren't doing. Like we should be doing a million a week like with within the next few years. Just, right. I've got a lot of good networks and connects in place, and it's just. It's really just kind of like I'd rather take care of the relationship and have a good long-term healthy relationship opposed to like extract a lot right. just immediately. Right. Um, and it's going to be – it's going to be – I've already done the math on getting to a billion, and it's it's only 3 3.5% of the metropolitan area of Chicago, you know, work, working and selling insurance with me, so – which I don't feel like is too aggressive. And I could get 2% from Chicago and, and get another, you know, 1.5% from, from the nation. So Yeah. 
something I, I really look forward to doing. And I, I, I'm debating on setting up an apartment down there probably mm-hmm. within the next year or so just to like spend a couple weekends more, a month or something. More accessible. Yeah, because I, I don't like the driving down there. You know what I mean? Like the whatever. But there's a lot of like I went to I, I really got plugged in. Like we're like two years into our friendship now, Landon. Uh, and he runs a podcast in their 20s. And plug, I mean, he interviewed Steve Wozniak. Yeah. His network's yeah. insane. Yeah. He's close with the mayor of Miami. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's our age. So right. it's like, and he's a genuine good dude. Right. And so really, I just had to pl- stay plugged in with him and, and just the Chicago's the number two city to live. I was going to say that you, right I saw you posted that where Chicago is in the world. Isn't yeah. It? And it's the number, it's either, it's number two city to live in the world right now. And it's the number eight for startups and tech. Yeah. And just that alone, the, it helps me think so much bigger because I'm meeting people our age mm-hmm. making as much money as like, like, like Simon and, yeah. and like Rick Alton. And it's not like, like when we were in like Nebraska or anywhere where like we were the ones making the most yeah, money. Like this. And I love that. Cause it's like, I can just kind of be a fly on the wall and like, and it gives me different perspective on like, there's a, there's a lot of ways to make a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that, I think the biggest thing is just, you're going to make the most money where you're the most passionate right? and people get the passionate confused on like them loving the process people don't realize nobody necessarily loves the process of what it, you're passionate about the the idea of a result mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's kind of mm-hmm. like this passion people have for their physical figures it's you you don't just think about all the workouts you're going to do you think about the end result of right. what you're what you're going to be sculpting and producing like nobody so it's like people are like well i don't love what i do no one loves what they do right dude. it's it's you love what comes from what you do right you know what i mean so it's like that's what you have to reverse yeah. psychology yourself into man i love this shit it's the other like what i've noticed is you know a lot of things in life are are backwards like this like <laughs> when, when you know i thought it when i first started in this business i thought it was just the money like it was you know i was so attracted to the money and now you know like i said the the amount that i've learned and everything that's that's the real thing that has come from all this and what we were talking about earlier <laughs> you know we sell life insurance but this oh, what are you doing <laughs> you just hear my heartbeat <laughs> <laughs> but this business has like brought so much impact to people like think Absolutely. about just like from just a, like forget all the money just you know the amount of impact that has happened absolutely yeah you remember when I first met you and we went out to a movie and I brought an eye mask to the movie theater <laughs> and you were like, what the fuck? I was so pissed. I remember taking you out in the field and just every time you'd go to talk and I'd be like, yep. <laughs> yep. turn up the book. John Maxwell, yep, leadership number five. <laughs> care about your people. Yeah, I turned that bitch up. Care versus candor. And then uh, I remember, and then I like, I, sometimes I'd make you follow me because I didn't want you in the car. <laughs> And uh, I, I would purposefully, I don't know what was wrong with me. I'd like try to lose you. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, but I would stay, let's see I if would, he can drive. And I'd, I'd like last second merge into a into an exit. And you yeah. would be, I swear to God, I thought you were going to die this one time. You were like, we were, like, holy shit. We were going down, we were going down to West Virginia. I remember that. Yeah. That was, that was the first Acura. Yeah. That was, like yeah, a, that was, that was, like that a, was my first car. Yeah. That, that was, was, that, that shit was, you like broke your axle. And like, next yeah, week yeah, yeah, car. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I was going down a hill and it was the winter and I, by the office, right? Yeah. It was by the Starbucks and in Wexford. Like, oh! No, that I didn't break my, I almost wrecked it, ran into, into the, the pole, into the by pole, the, by but the fish school. 
but how I broke my axle was <laughs> I, I was sliding down to an, into an intersection. So I just started turning my wheel left and I just like with both wheels just hit this massive curve. <laughs> and then when I was driving, it was like, like, yeah, that's not good. Your dad's like, <laughs> we were down in uh we were down in, um, Fucking siesta key. Like, oh, yeah. I was hanging out the window. He was like, yeah. get that motherfucker in the car. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a like, wild time. You have to block my dad on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> block him on Snapchat. Dude, Miami, when when you got the Urus. Oh, my and God. And we go in the garage and they're like, you're like, where's our car? And they're like, yeah, we had to move it. There was a shooting in here yeah. last night. <laughs> and they, but they were in the car, which was weird. That was a wild trip. That, that was, was a, wild. That was a lot of fun. That was my 20s. What, that was your 21st. 22nd. What club did we go to? Eleven, dude. It was we paid seven hundred dollars each. Yeah, because Post uh, Malone's yeah, was supposed to come. I think it we was three thirty before think, we left. He never came. Yeah, our uh, the cover charge because we had a lot of people there. Who else? There were mo- we had multiple people there, but I remember the cover charge was a hundred Olivia, yeah. and and what else? Dude? And then John and Rob had to ride scooters. They were too young. They just rode they were twenty or nineteen or something. But that, that was, was a wild trip. That was. A wild that was good yeah so but do you do a plug on no he doesn't even pay attention but if logan paul ever saw this (laughs) i'd blow up drink prime this is his brand (laughs) prime do you do that do you do it on every on every podcast this is the first one I remember before we were Aiden tried picking it up and he moved it and you're like, Wait, put that down. It's gonna be the Aiden. <laughs> it's the future of my company. Yeah, he's gonna, you know, one day find it. Dude, you saw somebody won one point two billion in Illinois? Oh, I didn't know I thought I didn't know it happened. Did yeah, they? yeah, somebody won one point two. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean taxes are probably gonna take at least fifty percent. They'll probably get like a five hundred million. Five hundred and they'll pro- it'll probably be gone in ten years. It's funny that you're saying that this. I watched a documentary on on lottery winners. Yeah, eighty percent, right? Yeah, they lose it. It's insane. It's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, guess we're gonna head down to the city here soon and check on where Connor's at. I can't think of. He just texted me. Anything else? But no, I think yeah, this is a good good big, podcast. It was big good. Brody, to, I gotta get him to come out and get on here. Yeah, for sure, Brody. Cause his family, tre- his family tree in this business. I was talking about. I was like, dude, you know you do like five hundred thousand a week, like on a good week, right? Like off of his legacy. It, it's funny now because when I first started, I remember Brody's deal. We used to in our in the office in Pittsburgh. He's like ten x over the last four or five years. Uh, when have, I started, he was doing like fifty thousand a week. Well, when we when we have an agency meeting, the whole room is his team. Yeah. Like, like the, the whole, whole office. the whole room. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. There's nobody else there now. It's like you guys. We legitimately have n- probably 98 percent of the office. Yeah. Brody's team, 98 percent. It's insane. Bless you, Aiden. Yeah, but it's it's cool to to just see growth. It's cool to, you know, just the time that's passed. I, and I would say like next to Simon, Brody has been the best best leader in my life. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I know. And at the same time, I've he's I've never seen him mad. Like I've seen him mad twice. Once was in Chicago. Yeah. We were, we, uh, it was when we were here for, uh, Katie's birthday and he had a truck and we were going down into this like ultra subterranean, like 
car garage yeah. and the roof was gonna he was like if this if my truck hits the roof of this garage we're going home and he was like super pissed and i was like i never seen brody like this <laughs> but yeah no that that's that's how i think that's how we ended the last podcast was we were just talking about brody and you know he's like we said last time i always try to do it because i remember the first like first time i like got to do like a speaking fucking thing and yeah i like forgot to like say, <laughs> to talk about so Brody, I, yeah, like forever haunts me because he, the dude, has done like yeah, the most for me in yeah. my entire life. You know what I mean? So he's just all around, just like one of the best, one of the best people. Funniest down to earth. Yeah. He doesn't like force and try anything Nothing. too hard. It's just he just shows up and does. He does it the right way, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So, but yeah. And Chad too. Chad is a dope dude. Shout out to Wheel Connection. That yeah. that's a sponsor I can have. Yeah. Wheel Connection. They just sponsored this. Chad told me. <laughs> <laughs> Chad would shout us out yeah. though. And and he's so dope and down to earth too. He al- he's he's always made me feel like a successful man. Yeah. Even when I was 18, 19 years old, Chad yeah. always made made me made me feel fucking like a like a good dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Like always always spoke to me like eye to eye. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like very easy for a you know millionaire dude in right. his late thirties to be like speak yeah. down to you like come here son yeah you never son me yeah. boy me or yeah anything so it's like it's just a, and and their dad too bro yeah dope dope family yeah it's cool with it, within this agency just how many good people there are yeah yep a just few just a few me Brody <laughs> <laughs> yeah just one or two <laughs> but yeah. So you were watching Hellboy and eating Nutter Butters, it looks like. I'll yeah, sure I was like, having some Greek food while you were sleeping. I got a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did take a nap-nap <laughs> before this fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, dope, yeah. I got to show you that this picture I got up there be behind the, behind the flag. It'll be funny. I wish I could show it in the podcast. but There's a picture behind the flag? Yeah, it's going to be hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else. This was dope. So. Yeah. Shout out, and you want to shout out anything, anybody? Shout out your Instagram, Simazula. No, I think it's just Simazoo. You know, the the last time we had this, it was eight nine months ago, and we got to do it like every eight 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 next to twelve year. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and end, end of this year, yeah, something. annual thing. We should just do them every January. Yeah, let me say Jan- We'll just do one in January, right when you get back from uh, Thailand, Th- or we'll probably have to do it because January will be a push month. We'll probably have to do it in February. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Maybe we'll do every February because that's always a low month. Yeah, that'll be fine. Dope. Yeah. Well, time to head out to some yeah. adventures. Let's do it. Appreciate you, big dog. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> All right. Hit. <laughs> <laughs>